This is the Carl DeMasi Sports Report. Excited to be back here again to talk about local sports. That's what the show's about, local sports. Sponsored by Optum Orthopedics. You want to hear about your favorite local athlete, your favorite local team, your favorite local high school, middle school, Pop Warner football team, YMCA basketball team, City League. That's what it's all about. Let's talk about it. Let's let people know about it. And Radio Savannah Hilton Head, AM 1400 and FM 104.3. Good morning, Savannah and the Low Country. Welcome to the Call Demasi Sports Report, presented to you by Optimal Orthopedics, right here on ESPN Radio Savannah and Hilton Head, AM 1400, 104.3 FM. Good Saturday morning, August 31st. Sorry, I, yeah, August 31st, one day away from September, Labor Day weekend. People out there hustling, bustling, barbecues, last time to have a good time during the summer. Then again, we've been back in school for three weeks, so a uh, little break from school. But I'm Carl Demasi, I'm your host for the next two hours. Once again, it's another beautiful day here in Savannah, Georgia, 79 degrees, going up to about 90 degrees. And what a, what a great day to get out there. Go to the beach, play some golf, play some tennis, and that's what it's all about. Have some fun. And uh, once again, I'd like to thank you for listening, whether you're listening for five minutes, 15 minutes, you listen for one segment, you listen for four segments. I just appreciate you listening to the show because it's all about local sports, local sports here in Savannah, Georgia. Of course, every week I have a lineup. We'll start with the opener, which will be the scoreboard. We'll give you a rundown of local sports, local high school football scores, and we'll go from there. Then in section number two, or as I like to call it, quarter number two, Memorial Day School head football coach Michael Thompson will be on telling us about his team's outlook for the season and the Road Warriors. And that's what they are. Believe it or not, people, they play only one home game. Memorial Day School only plays one home game. We'll get Michael's perspective on that. And if you don't know anything about Michael Thompson, I mean, the guy's unbelievable. He went back to his alma mater, graduated, played at Georgia Southern, came back. I mean, he's been the head coach there now for six years, a 52-12 and 12 record. Not too shabby with two state championships, so we'll talk to Michael in the second quarter. Then last night's game covered here right on ESPN Radio, 104.3 FM. We covered the Benedictine, FEM County High School Game of the Week, football game, high school game of the week, and uh, we'll have the head coach from Benedictine, Danny Britt, giving us his take on what his team did last night and the outlook for the rest of the season, because they play in a really, really tough region. So, you know, Metter is in the region now. They upset ECI last week. Uh, who else was it? Um, big upset. Uh, Bryan County beating Calvary. That's a big upset. So, uh, you know, got some other teams besides Vidalia and McIntosh County with the BC Cadets, so that'll be exciting. Then in the fourth quarter of the first hour, we're going to talk a little local college football. Yes, it's kickoff Saturday here. Local college football. Georgia Southern taking on Savannah State. The Bulldogs, Georgia heading to Death Valley, taking on the Clemson Tigers. Georgia Tech taking Elon. So you got any local colleges you want to talk about? Let's hear about them. I mean, you know, that's college football, too. So I think that's the only three in the area, but we can go from there. Second hour, we'll talk to the Weatherington Chiropractic Athlete of the Week. He'll be live from game day in Clemson. And that's Calvary football, tight end, slash, defensive end, slash, Clemson recruit. Mylon Richards live, and he'll be at ESPN Game Day, the TV ESPN Game Day. So uh, I'm ready for that one. And then we'll go to the third quarter of the second hour. We'll talk to Stephen Weeks of the Savannah Morning News, the sports columnist. Great articles on golf every week. We're going to catch up on golf. We've neglected golf for a couple weeks. And he, he's also a big Georgia Bulldog fan. He'll give us our, his intake or his uh, insight. Sorry, not intake. You should tonight at the clock, and then we'll close out this show. So right away, let's go. Go to that scoreboard. We had a lot. 
We got the Braves. Yes, the Braves. Five straight, 15 up win uh, in the uh, first place uh, position. Freddie Freeman hits a two-run homer in the first inning. Julio Tehran, okay, topped Jose Fernandez in a matchup between very, very good young pitches in the National League, and the Braves beat them all in. Two to one Friday night for the fifth straight win. 15 games up in first place. I can't say now with a little more confidence. We're headed to the playoffs. <laughs> Best record at home in baseball. Uh, they take on the Marlins tonight at Turner Field at 7-10. All right, then we got to go to Savannah Sandnets. Sandnets won a doubleheader last night against the uh, Greenville Drive, 5-4 and 5-2. They'll do another doubleheader tonight against the Greenville Drive. Gates open at 4-30. First game, 5-0-5. So we got a doubleheader tonight. And remember, it's Saturday night, so it's firework night at Fireworks Night at Historic Grayson Stadium. The Nats uh, will send Luis Sessa, who's 7-4 with a 3.15 ERA, and Jake Kubler, who's got a 2-6 and six record with a 2.7, 2.70 ERA. So it'll, it'll be a lot of fun up there at Historic Grayson Stadium. Remember, gates open at 4.30, first pitch at 5.30. On the golf tour at the uh, PGA Championship Tournament, Deutsche Bank, championship out up in boston uh norton massachusetts i think the first round was delayed they played the first round yesterday brian Harmon is uh was two over i think phil mickelson's in first place so we'll get more for that mission on that with uh stephen weeks coming up in the second hour and let's go to the high school scoreboard thursday night action johnson traveled to richmond hill lost 29-7 quarterback nick nick fitzgerald for the wildcats ran for 101 yards and two touchdowns Bryan County, Calvary goes to Bryan County. Calvary takes another loss. That's 0-2 for the Cavaliers. They lose to Bryan County, 40-29. Nick Scott, the running back for Bryan County, ran for 130 yards on 20 carries and scored two touchdowns. St. Andrews traveled out to uh, traveled up to uh, Statesboro, got beat by Bullock Academy, 45-0. Okay, last night, the game of the week right here on ESPN. BC, Benedictine, 41, Effingham County, 7. Effingham County came out right away and put it right to the BC Cadets, uh, challenged their defense. They went up 7 nothing, but Effingham couldn't uh, control the ball. They had a lot of turnovers. They get, gave BC great field position. And you can't give a good team great field position in the game of football because they're going to score. And once again, Stevie Powers, another impressive showing. Uh, what's impressive with him, I love the way lefties, lefties play quarterback. He's a left-handed quarterback. He completed 7-9 pass for 166 yards and three touchdowns. And uh, on those three touchdowns, he had a scramble. I mean, Effingham was putting pressure on him. He stepped up. Once again, his favorite target, Brad Stewart, three receptions, two touchdowns. In the backfield, Chance Jackson had 10 rushes for 93 yards and two scores. He broke loose to, I guess, uh, Finished the game off on a 41-yard scoring midway through the fourth quarter to end that hope. Jenkins all over beach, 62 to nothing. Brandon Carter, quarterback Brandon Carter. Outstanding night. Accounted for 235 total yards, and he was 9 for 13 passing. The Warriors piled up 460 total yards, and eight different players scored. Uh, Greater Atlanta Savannah, Greater Atlanta Christian comes to Savannah and beats Tim Jordan's Savannah Blue Jackets 41-6. Tim Jordan making his debut last night, but you know Greater Atlanta Christian is one of the powerhouses up there in the Atlanta area. So uh, Savannah High goes down 41-6. Travis loses their eight. South Effingham with a biggie over the Bluffton Bobcats. 23-20, so South Effingham program, I feel, is for real. Last year they made the state playoffs. This year they lost uh, some key players, but they're filling the holes. 
Donnie Revel doing a great job. South Effingham 23, Bluffton 20. Country Day goes out to Trutland and loses 35 to 3. Bethesda all over First Presbyterian Christian. 48-21 played at Calvary Day School last night. Shaheen Townsend scores on runs of 12, 34, and 41. Memorial Day School will be talking to the head coach Michael Thompson in the next quarter, next uh, segment. Beats Mount Day Sales 14-12. Two goal line stands from what I understand. Also, the bus broke down. They st stood out for about an hour and a half in the sun waiting for somebody to come get them. Game didn't start till 8.30. And like I said, Memorial Day School does not play a home game, so... Tough night out there for the, uh, for the Mad Doors. Sorry, Blue Thunder on the football field. Now they pull up and they become victorious 14-12. How do you like this score? Yes, this is a score in high school football. Bible Baptist 88, Thomas Hayward 47. Bible Baptist now has scored 148 points in two games. 88 to 47, it was like 58 27 at halftime. Bible Baptist 2-0. Hilton Head go over to the low country. Hilton Head High School beats Whale Branch 52-14. Buford beats Wando 17-14. Estill beats Battery Creek 22-20. Uh, and Hilton Head Prep beats Carlton Prep 28-7. So that's the scoreboard. That's what we got as far as high school football. We'll be talking to Michael Thompson next. But remember, this could not happen without my sponsor, Optum Orthopedics. They have 26 of the finest and best trained orthopedic surgeons in the region. They have a full-service outpatient surgery center, digital MRI, x-ray services, physical therapy, hand therapy in one convenient location. Optum Orthopedics is your best choice for comprehensive orthopedic care. And remember, they support our local athletes and our local sports. The center is located at 210 Eastern Avenue right here in beautiful Savannah, Georgia. Or you can visit them on the World Wide Web at www.orthocentersav.com or www.optumhealth.com. Well, next up, we're going to be talking Blue Thunder football, Memorial Day School, and I call them the Road Warriors. You'll find out. Michael Thompson's on deck. You're listening to the Call of the Monster Sports brought to you by Optum Orthopedics right here on ESPN Radio Savannah and Hillhead, AM 1400 104.3 FM. We'll be right back. And now, back to the Carl DeMasi Sports Report, sponsored by Optum Orthopedics on ESPN Radio Savannah Hilton Head, AM 1400 and FM 104.3. And I'm Carl DeMasi. I'm glad you could join me. And today's show is presented to you by Optum Orthopedics. Remember, they're doctor-led and patient-focused. Same great place, just a different name. They used to be the Southeastern Orthopedic Center. Located at 210 Eastern Avenue. It's the same place, Optum Orthopedics. And remember, it's right here on ESPN Radio Savannah and Hilton Head AM 1400 104.3 FM. Well, we've been talking about high school football and we've been interviewing coaches. We've got the new coaches out of the way uh, the past couple of weeks. Well, this next coach is not a new coach to high school football, not a new coach to Memorial Day School. He's been there now for almost, well, he's been there forever because he went to school there. He came back to his alma mater. This is his sixth season as the head coach. He has a 52 and 12 record. Phenomenal job. 2008-2009, back-to-back state championships, four straight appearances in the state final, uh, playoff year, playoff team every year. Last night they had a game. They traveled to Macon to play Mount DeSales, and they won 14-12. They had two two big stops, two goal line stands. I think one was one second, but you can tell us more, that, more about it. So joining us now on ESPN Radio Savannah and Hillnet, AM 1400, 104.3 FM hotline, is the head coach of the Blue Thunder, Michael Thompson. Good morning, Michael. Good morning. How you doing? 
Hey, it's Saturday morning. We're talking local football. We're going to be talking the Thunder. We're going to be talking about the Memorial Day School Thunder football team, Michael. And I, I know you you love it there. You you were a student there. You came back. You're giving back to the school. But I'm telling you, I heard you had some trip yesterday going up to uh, the game. You want to tell us about it? Uh, yeah, it was just a little minor blowout in the um, front right tire uh, of the bus. Um, you know, that's one thing you don't want when you're heading up to your first football game, but our guys have handled adversity really well. Well, like you said, you had a blowout at 70 miles per hour. Really, really, uh, really, I guess, um, a little scary situation there. But you guys had to wait outside for like an hour and a half for another bus. How did you guys How did you guys manage to deal with all this and then get, out, get up there and play a game? Well, that's the important thing of having all uh, uh, senior leadership, uh, we just sat aside and uh, made sure we stayed focused on our game plan and just sat there and realized and we prayed together to make sure, you know, the rest of the trip will be safe. And uh, we just made sure that, you know, we come up there to do one thing and last night we did it. Well, you know, coming away with fourteen twelve victory, what did you take away from this game? I mean, besides all the adversity before the game got there, I mean, you beat a good Mountie sales ta- team, 14-12. What, what did you take away as a coach? What did you take away from this game about your team? You know that uh, we know we have high expectations as a group this year, but um, I think adversity really helped us um, to see that, you know, anything can happen, but it's all about how you handle it, you know. We won't put our players in no situation that they can't handle. Um, just by us doing the little things last night on both sides of the ball, you know, helped us um, with this victory. Um, we're giving up, you know, 12 points the whole game. That says a lot for our defense. Well, tell us about the defensive stance. I mean, I heard you had two big ones, one with like one second to go in the game. Oh, yeah. The first one, it was uh, they was on their one-yard line, and it went for it twice. And third down and um, fourth down, and you know I, I I saw that they was trying to do a quarterback sneak uh, up the middle, so I just replaced one of my linebackers with a nose guard to get that extra push on the line of scrimmage. And um, uh, Jaquan Thomas did an excellent job getting penetration to stop the quarterback in this track. Well, great defense to stand. And any time a high school team only gives up 12 points in the game, you leave yourself in good position to win. Uh, now, about like, who stood out on offense, though? You put 14 points on the board. Anybody stand out on offense? Well, actually, one of our touchdowns came from an interception uh, off the screen pass by Raheem Green. And uh majority of our senior class in the backfield really stepped up and did an excellent job for one another and uh, getting up the field. But I do have to... I'll uh, say that uh, Mickey Havisham stepped up tremendously in the second half with his running ability to get to the edge and, and not afraid to turn it up in between the tackles. Um, sounds like uh, kids came out and did a great job after, you know, sitting out in the sun for an hour and a half waiting for someone to come pick them up. Now, Michael... You guys have been a perennial state playoff team. You won two championships. I mean, you have no easy schedule here, and it's all on the road. I mean, next week you go to Frederica Academy, who won the uh, won a title last week. Uh, you go to Valwood, which is another uh, perennial top team in Georgia Independent Schools Association. Robert Toombs. I mean, tough schedule to start off the year, don't you think? Oh, uh, yeah. We, we just had to take it game by game, and that was our motto from, um, from the summer. We're not going to overlook anybody, but as for traveling, oh, that's something we got to get used to. I mean, any coaches, you can't come in and like, well, I wish I could change my schedule. We just got to sit down and take it game by game and make sure the kids stay focused not just on the field but in the classroom because if you can't stay focused in the classroom, 
you can't you focus on the field. So that's one thing we got to do. Focus on your books first, and then the field will take care of itself. Well, tell tell us some about some something about the region that you play in. Is it always a tough region? Are there you know? I mean, it's not as tough as it sounds. Or being on the road is always tough. But tell us about the region. Absolutely. Uh, uh, we had our region was tough last year. We had our, uh, the team that came in uh, fourth and fourth place. We went to the semifinals last year in the um, double A state playoffs, and uh, it's just something that we know that. Up the top to bottom, we're going to have to go out there and play every region game like it's our last game. Uh, we, we're not taking anybody for granted this year because if you remember last year, we finished up in the corn toss and the flip for first place, and we wound up uh, second, coming in second. So our thing is just to make sure we maintain our level of play and, and advance in the playoffs. Now, next week you go to Frederica Academy. Uh, anything new about Frederica today? Lose a lot of people. I know they got. I heard they got a new coach uh, from Glen Academy. What do you expect out of Frederica? Well, I was. Um, I got. I got a report on Frederica. They got a, a big line, offensive line, and uh, they got some speed running backs and a nice um, quarterback who can do things in and out out the pocket. Uh, you know, but that's one of the things we're looking for. That's only going to make our team better when we get to those teams that are well-rounded just to see where we fit in and how we measure up to them. Well, you know, you guys got, uh, you know, how many guys are on the team this year? I'm looking at 23 right now. 23, and of course, coaching staff plays a big role in here. How, uh, you know, tell us who's on the coaching staff and how, uh, you know, what their responsibilities are and uh, how they've helped so far this year. Well, you know, uh, Coach Welch has been with me from day one. Uh, he's the offensive coordinator. Then you got Coach Davis who's coming on, taking the, uh, more of the O-line and um, helping with the D-line. Uh, Coach Bowling, who played with me at Georgia Southern, uh, he's uh, he's our special teams coordinator, and he helps out with linebackers. Uh, you have uh, Darren Thompson, which is my cousin. He helps out with running backs and receivers. And you have uh, Coach Hall who helps our O-line and D-line. And you have Coach uh, B.J., who helps out with uh, secondary. Sounds like you got a good coaching staff over there. And, I, you know, I know Patrick Boland very well, a very energetic guy. Coach Coach Welch has been with you for a while, so it sounds like a pretty solid coaching staff. So overall, Coach, uh, the outlook for the rest of the season, after you got this one under your belt, what's the outlook for you guys? Well, I'm not going to sit here and act like I'm a psychic, but my thing is to go in every game thinking nothing but uh, getting a W. And right now, uh, Frederica is on our mind, and we're just not going to overlook anybody. And uh, our thing is just to make sure we maintain level of play, stay focused, and uh, sacrifice for one another, uh, picking each other up on the field, just making sure that, you know, we have we have the ability to, to run the table, but we just got to take it one game at a time. We're not talking about championships. We're talking about Puerto Rico and the next opponent that we see in the following week. And just uh, to end it up here, when will the Matadors... Sorry, I apologize, Michael. I keep on saying Matadors. It's just written in my mind. Uh, when does the, when, do, when do you guys... When does Blue Thunder finally get to play a home game this year? Uh, we will be uh, against Bethesda Day School. Uh, that will be our homecoming. I can't tell you the correct date, but I know it's in October. And uh, that also is a region game for us. 
So Bethesda, Bethesda is in your region. October 4th, Coach, looking for that home game. October 4th. Well, Michael, it's always a pleasure. You're doing a great job over there. Stick with it. And uh, you guys had to come over a lot of adversity last night with a blowout in your bus, sitting for an hour and a half, waiting for another bus. Then the game doesn't start till 8.30. Long day for those kids and you guys. But you, you came over to W, and that's all that matters. Great job. Thanks for coming on. I'll talk to you in a couple weeks. All right. Thank you for everything you do. You're welcome. Michael Thompson, the head coach of Memorial Day School, Blue Thunder. And once again, they traveled up to uh, Macon take on Mount Sales. Uh, they came away victorious, 14-12. And like I said, these guys play every game, almost every game on the road. They will not be playing home until October 4th against Bethesda Academy, which is another local Georgia end up school right here. Uh, you know, everybody knows Bethesda Academy, Bethesda's boys' home. So that'll be exciting. And it's a rivalry, so that adds much more to it. Next up, we're going to talk to the man that led the BC Cadets to victory last night, Danny Britt. You're listening to the Call of the Mossy Sports Report, brought to you by Optum Orthopedics, right here on ESPN Radio Savannah and Hilton at AM 1400 104.3. It's time to go to a break. And now, back to the Carl DeMasi Sports Report, sponsored by Optum Orthopedics on ESPN Radio Savannah Hilton Head, AM 1400 and FM 104.3. And I'm Carl DeMasi. I'm glad you could join me. And today's show is presented to you by Optum Orthopedics. Remember, they're doctor-led and patient-focused. Same great place, just a different name. They used to be the Southeastern Orthopedic Center. Located at 210 Eastern Avenue. It's the same place, Optum Orthopedics. And remember, it's right here on ESPN Radio Savannah and Hilton Head AM 1400 and 104.3 FM. Last night's high school football game of the week, fueled by NWOC, right here on ESPN 104.3, featured the Effingham County Rebels coming down from Springfield to take on the Benedictine Military School Cadets. 41-7 Benedictine victory. Great crowd, great atmosphere, great game. It started out really exciting. Effingham came out. Scored early, 7-0. D.C. Uh, Benedictine answered on a uh, interception by John Solitario. And then from there on out, it was turnovers and great field position for the cadets. And like I said to start the show, you can't give a good team, I'm not going to say great yet because I know Coach Britt would not want me to label them as great yet, a good team, great field position. So joining us right now on ESPN Radio Savannah Hilton at AM 1400 and 104.3 FM hotline is the head coach of the Benedictine Military School Cadets, Danny Bray. Good morning, Danny. Good morning, Carl. How are you doing? I'm doing good. Congratulations on your victory last night. I know I didn't get a chance to talk to you after the game, but pretty impressive there, coach. Yeah, I thought so. I thought the boys, uh, we talked uh, over and over again, as I'm sure you know very well, about overcoming adversity. And uh, we said there would be some. I wasn't expecting to be quite that bad that early, uh, with, you know, with that long drive. But uh, but they did. They fought back, overcame it, and then uh, they went on to uh, play a pretty good game, I guess. Well, yeah, I mean, I was impressed. Effingham came out, and they had you off balance. I know you're a defensive wizard because you love coaching defense. I've never seen a team come out in a no-huddle eye formation. Usually they come out in no-huddle, it's spread, get two wide, three wide, and you got to adjust to it. I mean, I was pretty impressed with that. Were you? Yeah, it was impressive, and I think it was somewhat scripted what they were doing. I think Clint did a good job with that. And uh, came out, had, like you said, had his off balance a little bit. Uh, you know, had his first game of the year. The only film we had was the one scrimmage, and it was in the rain. So it, all they were basically doing was just running lead plays. So um, so we hadn't seen anything like that. And 
And once I got the guys to the sideline, I felt, uh, and, and we kind of drew a beat on it and told them what I wanted to do, it, it you know, we, we kind of clicked from there. Well, you sure did click, and you got some great field position. You got some great defensive plays. Uh, interception by John Solitario. I think it was Philip Burke stripping the ball in a fourth and four on your own 30, going 60 yards, rumbling and bumbling and stumbling. But I wish the kid would have scored. I mean, but uh, just all around, you guys took care of business on mistakes, and that's what it's all about. As far as this game goes last night, as a head coach or as a coaching staff, what do you guys take away from it with all these key turnovers and, and uh, you know, cashing them in? Because that's the name of the game. It is. Uh, you know, we take a lot of things away from it. We, uh, you know, as we go went back last night and we're, we're watching the film, get a lot of coaching points so we can go back to work and really, really be hard on them um, Monday about some things. Uh, so that's good. But when you can do that and still, you know, uh, uh, you come away with a win and a decisive win, it's good. Uh, but I, I am very proud of how hard our guys played and they played with passion. And, and you know, if you can do that, the other stuff will take care of itself. They sure do play with passion. And uh, tell me something. Uh, let me address this to the fans out there. I went down to the sidelines. I couldn't get down to talk to you. I got the FEM lineup. But I noticed on the back of the shirt, I'm looking on the back of the shirt for the kids' names. And we don't have kids' names. We got intelligent. We got physical. I mean, tell us about the jerseys, the maroon jersey. I mean, nice-looking new jerseys over there, BC. Uh, but tell us about the, uh, the, the the quotes on the or the uh, different uh, slogans on the back of the jerseys. Yeah, when I uh, when I came to uh, BC, uh, I, I said I sat and thought a lot about you know what I wanted to develop, um, you know my my mission statement and that sort of thing, and I wanted to be the most physical, disciplined, and the most intelligent team I could be, and we basically have just used those three phrases or three words to, to to describe our team, and that's the goal every week on our on our scout report is are we the most physical, are we the most disciplined, are we the most intelligent? So when we got the uniforms this year, I decided to put, you know, that those words on the back of their jerseys, you know, to describe, you know, that's part of our, that's our program, and that's what we want to be. Well, it's pretty impressive because, you know, usually the kids want their names on the back of the jerseys and they're buying into those three key words. And I was pretty impressed by it. And uh, new uniforms look good. Uh, tell us about the players, uh, people who stepped up for you last night. And once again, Stevie Powell is scrambling. He had some pressure, stepping up in the pocket, making some big pass plays, tip ball for a touchdown. Great concentration by none other than Brad Stewart. Uh, defense, you know, like I said, Burke taking in for 60 yards. Let's give some kudos out to some of your players. Yeah, well, obviously, Stevie uh, did a very good job. He he makes things happen. Uh, he's he's a fighter, and uh, he's, he's just fun to coach. Uh, he makes Coach Woodward look good sometimes. Um, <laughs> and, uh, of course, Brad is, is Brad. He's, he, he just is very good. Um, yeah, I, I was really impressed with, with how both J.J. and Chance ran uh, from the tailback position. I thought they did very well. Um, you know, and defensively, Akeem Franklin uh, played well at number five at the strong side linebacker, and actually on that, that fumble that, that Philip Burke picked up, he, had, he he came across and, and really stroked the uh, ball carrier right right on the ball and, and not the uh, ball out. Um, so so I thought he played well too, and uh, um, you know so those guys played well. I thought Zach Scott played well, made a lot of tackles on special teams, and actually on uh, John Solitario's interception, he pressured the quarterback and. Uh, and, and uh, it was right in his face and, and made him throw the ball high, which uh, Don was able to take advantage of that. Well, you also got to mention Mr. Utility, Mikey Huggins. I mean, he had a phenomenal game. Mike Huggins is, is just good. You know, at everything he does, I think he could take up 
bowling right now or ping pong and just be good at it. He's just one of those kids that has, you know, the ability to, to do things. And uh, and he is. He's versatile. He'll do whatever. He's smart. He's just he's just a top-notch kid. And, uh, and he's been doing it for four years for D.C. Well, I mean, he was pretty impressive last night all over the field. Key touchdown play in the back of the end zone, uh, returning kicks, running the ball. I mean, big night for Mikey Huggins also. And uh, I was impressed with your defense, Coach. After they gave up that, that long touchdown drive, I mean, they stepped it up. I mean, Miles McGinty laid the wood on somebody at one play and Solitario. And, I mean, I was really impressed with the, that, the way the defense played. And I know you, you breathe and live defense. Uh, so how are you getting these guys to buy into that aggressiveness that you brought over from that good old guy named Irk Russell, and you know, you have to get after them all the time. Yeah, I think it's a mindset, uh, just like anything else. They, uh, you know, they say that uh, your, your players will take take on the personality of the coach, and I think they've done that a little bit, and, and also they have to have it on some. And we practice that way. We practice at extremely high pace, and I, I we, we ate to the ball all the time. In fact, it was funny last night in the third quarter. They tried a long pass about 50 yards downfield, and my entire defense was running and uh, to get to the ball, just like we do in practice, and they broke it down. And, and I'm screaming, <laughs> get back, get back, because they were trying to line back up and, <laughs> and run another play without huddling. So, um, you know, it's just something we practice, and it's been you know, ingrained in their head. Well, you know, I, I got to also say, I think it's ingrained in uh, football players that played at Georgia Southern. Because when I coached up at FEM County with a former Cavalier named Mikey Ward, they do the same thing. He wants all 11 hats on the ball. And when I say hats, helmets, I'm telling you, and there's one play where you guys, it's vivid in my mind. You strung out one of their running plays. And I think out of the 11 guys on the field, nine guys were around the ball. Well, where were the other two? Uh, uh, playing deep safety, eleven, and we do that. We on uh, <laughs> on our scout report, we want it seventy five percent, eleven and eleven. That means every single time the camera cuts off, I want eleven people within five yards of the football. Well, and, I'm not uh, even though, I'm you not... know, and, and, and yeah, I want them doing it every time. So if I see nine out of eleven, I'm going to kill them. Do that. Probably within five yards of the ball, but I remember all nine hats on top of that ball carrier, so it was pretty impressive. All right, we, we're going up in here. I'm going to give you a two-minute drill here. Let's first talk about your schedule. Tough one coming up. I mean, you got L Long County, which, you know, Coach Flock does a good job. Metter beating ECI last week, and Vidalia, which is your rival in, rival in this uh, conference. I mean, you got, a, you got a tough schedule there, Coach. It is tough. It's a tough region. It's a it's a good football region because you've got a, a lot of coaches who, who, who you know who have run good programs and run good programs now, and, it, and it's year round football, lifting weights, and, and just just good solid programs. Coach Flott has done a very good job at Long, um, and and he's done a good job in a lot of places. So it's going to be tough. Uh, Matter, yeah, I saw where they beat ECI and uh, and Mike West and I uh, played together at Georgia Southern. I'm sure I'll see him today at the game, and uh, he, I know he does a good job, and he's extremely aggressive and coaches that way. And of course, Vade is a, is a huge game, and we'll have that back at Savannah State. That'll be our next home game. So uh, it's going it's a tough, it's tough, but we're just going to take it one week at a time and and, and grind out each week, and uh, you know uh, do the best we can. And that's that's the only way you can stay above above water is just take it one week at a time. Well, Coach, it's it's really it was really great last night uh, watching the game there at Savannah State. And I'm gonna get your Attention, Savannah. Your so time yeah, to join the area's best sports team is now. All right, we got ESPN something playing over. I'll make this quick. Uh, we're back again. Playing at Savannah State and at that facility, I mean, it, it's one of the, it, it is the top in this area. 
Tell us how you feel about it. I love playing in Savannah State. It's uh, it's been a great situation for us. Um, uh, you know, a, a little over a year ago, I went over and met with uh, Sterling Stewart, the AD at Savannah State, after, right after he first got in there, and and we struck up a uh, uh, you know a contract, a deal, so that we can get all our home games there. They've been very good to us. Um, you know, really, really, really hospitable. Uh, in fact, uh, you know, I met with Coach Wilson, and I go. Uh, to practice uh, over there on Thursdays, and, and 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 you know, he even was like, you know, I can get off the field earlier, and I was like, no, no, this is your your home, your house. We'll uh, we'll wait on you. But uh, it's just been a lot of fun. It's a beautiful place, a beautiful place. The uh, you know, our, our fans love it. They uh, of course they go out and tailgate and have a great time and come in right as uh, kickoff, and uh, it's just a great atmosphere for high school football. I mean, it was really fun, fun, fun to watch. I mean, your stands were filled. We had Effingham bringing a good crowd. Uh, great game overall. Keep up good work, Danny. And uh, your prediction tonight: Southern Savannah State. I mean, you, you got a little ties here, though. But I know uh, you bleed a little more blue and white than orange and blue. So, what's your what's your outlook tonight? Yeah, I think Georgia Southern's gonna 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 get them and uh, and do a good job there. I do think Coach Wilson and his staff are really putting things together and will, will do a great job at Savannah State. But it's gonna be hard to stop uh, the Eagles and, and and that offense and what they're doing uh, right now. So, um, but I'll be there where they're um, the '93 Conference Championship, Southern Conference Championship is being recognized. So, um, me and a bunch of my friends are going up and, and gonna be there and. Uh, you know, uh, rooting for the Eagles, but I, I certainly wish uh, Savannah State well this year. All right, and the last question, the big one night tonight at 8 o'clock, Georgia-Clemson, who you got? I'm going to go with Georgia because, you know, that's where DeMarcus played and that's where my heart is, <laughs> uh, but it's going to be a tough one, I tell you. It's going to be really tough, and, uh, I, you know, the, the, the over-under, I, I might take that at 80. <laughs> Just like that Bible back to score last night. What was it, 88 to 47? <laughs> yeah, that's, that's crazy. That's a lot How of How do you do that in high school football? That's crazy. All right, Coach, I appreciate you coming on after a big victory last night. Good luck. I know we got you on the radio at least two more times, and uh, I'm looking forward to coming back there to Savannah State. Once again, it's a pleasure. Have fun up there at the prettiest little stadium in the United States, and good luck. Yes, sir. Thank you, Carl. That's Danny Britt, the head football coach at BC after their victory last night, 41-7 over FEM County. Once again, uh, exciting times there at Savannah State. Packed parking lot, tailgating like you never, like you, you, you never seen. And I, I know the Savannah Christian Red Raider family is going to do that next week when we have uh, Savannah Christian taking on Prince Avenue Christian in the game of the week right here on ESPN 104.3 FM with the high school game of the week. Next up, we got an open mic. Give us a call, 920-4441. Lines are open. Let's hear about your favorite team. Let's hear what you got to say about Georgia Clemson, Savannah State, Georgia, Georgia Tech, Elon. Give us a call. You're listening to Call the Monster Sports Report brought to you by Optum Orthopedics right here on ESPN Radio Savannah and Hilton Head, AM 1400, 104.3 FM. We'll be right back talking more football. And now, back to the Carl DeMossi Sports Report, sponsored by Optimal Orthopedics on ESPN Radio, Savannah Hilton Head, AM 1400 and FM 104.3. A show is brought to you by Optimal Orthopedics right here on ESPN Radio, Savannah and Hilton Head, AM 1400 and 104.3 FM. Well, this is our closing segment, our fourth quarter of the first hour. Yes, we play two here every week. We go two hours, nine till ten, and then ten to eleven. So if you want to get on the show, give us a call at 912-920-4441. Who do you think is going to win the game tonight? Georgia Clemson. Who do you think is going to win at six o'clock? Georgia 
Southern against Savannah State. How about Georgia Tech, Elon? Let's hear what you got to say. And I know this guy down in Brunswick who runs the show every week, P.J. Zuko, is excited about football today as I am. P.J., good morning. How's it going down in Brunswick? Hey, good morning, Carl. All I have to say is we got high school football last night and Thursday night. We have college football today. It, running through Monday till Labor Day with college football. It's amazing. It's a great weekend. Right, We're right in the middle of it right now. Uh, I just can't wait for all these games today. And that, like, like we've been talking about this morning, we've had some great high school football games also this weekend. So it's just a, it's an amazing weekend. I mean, you got to be excited if you live here in the state of Georgia. I mean, we got so much football going on. The big games in this area, let's start out with the Georgia Southern Eagles taking on Savannah State up there at the prettiest little stadium in the United States, as Eric Russell used to call it, Paulson Stadium. And 6 p.m., I mean, it's the, the new era of Georgia Southern. Even though they got to play in the SOCON in the Southern Conference this year, they'll be moving to the Sun Belt next year. They won't be going to any playoffs, though, so they won't be looking for championship number seven. It's still going to be exciting times because they're doing a lot of renovation up there while these games are going on. Oh, yeah, and ever since I moved down here from Pennsylvania, I've heard so much about Georgia Southern. The, the fan base is so good down here in Georgia for Georgia Southern. It is kind of sad that they won't be able to play in any playoffs this year or next year when they move up into the FBS. If they make, if, if they have a chance to make a bowl game, they won't be able to because they'll still be under probation for the next two years. And, you know, that's sad to hear, but at the same time, even with those, you know, not, not penalties, but even w with not being able to go to bowl games or playoffs or anything like that. The fans are still supporting them. I didn't hear about any players that transferred away or got angry about it or anything like that. The support is still there and I can't wait for this season. I can't wait for this game tonight. Uh, Georgia Southern at Paulson Stadium. Like you said, I've heard so much about that stadium as well. Just a gorgeous facility. I uh, can't wait for this game tonight and hopefully, uh, ho hopefully we get a good game that goes down to the wire. Well, uh, you know, Georgia Southern has put the uh, put the uh, paddle on Savannah State. Uh, I hope Coach Wilson has a good showing for the Savannah State Tigers coming out in his first game. He's taking on a perennial one double A power who's now also going to be Division One. Uh, I mean, so you know. We got some local kids on the Savannah State team, so it's going to be pretty interesting. And we got some local kids playing up there at Georgia Southern, so it's got a lot of Savannah flavor. And there are a lot of fans in in Savannah, whether they root for the Tigers or they root for the Eagles. That's going to make it more exciting. And uh, I got to go to this next team that gets no love because nobody really talks much about them. And I know there are a lot of fans in this area. Is the Georgia Tech Yellow Jackets? I mean, they take on Elon, another so Southern Conference team that's been really good the last couple of years. Uh, Georgia Tech, once again, just like Georgia Southern, run that uh, flex bone triple option, Paul Johnson option. I think Georgia Tech's going to be a, a big factor in that ACC this year. I love watching Georgia Tech. I love watching the option offense. And like, like you said, they don't get a lot of love because they got the Georgia Bulldogs here. But we, we do have a lot of a lot of Georgia Tech fans. I know Kevin Thomas, a big Georgia Tech fan as well. But I love watching the option offense, even though it's not a huge game against Elon. They should come out of there with a win. I can't wait to see how Vad Lee does. Uh, being, a, being the new quarterback, he finally gets his hands on the reins. Only a sophomore, a true sophomore at that. So can't wait to see how he does. He had a big role in their win against USC in their bowl game last year. So can't wait to see how he does running that option offense. Always an exciting game when Georgia Tech takes the field. And like you said, they can't compete. I mean, Ted Roof comes down from Penn State to be the defensive coordinator. And we'll see how they do. But watch out for Georgia Tech this year. They could be a factor. 
Well, that's been, you know, that's been the Achilles heel for Georgia the last couple of years is their defense. You know, and, you know, they gave Al Gore, uh, you know, some, some, some uh, time to develop a defensive philosophy. But that's what hurts them the most is the defense. So hopefully Roof can come in and do something different and uh, change the whole thing. But, you know, we got to go to the big one. Say- all I have to say, Carl, is Ted Roof did a very good job with a depleted core at Penn State because people were transferring, people were injured, didn't have a lot of depth. He did a very good job last year at Penn State with the defense. So I'm excited to see what he does with this Georgia Tech defense. No, I agree with you 100%. You know, and, and you know, I know it's a coach's, uh, a coach's motto, you know, offense wins games, defense wins championships, and that's, that's what you got to do. You've got to have a defense out there that's going to hold them to, to, to two scores, three scores the most a game in college football. And we know with college football, every game matters if you want to ever make it to that, that national championship game. Oh, yeah, definitely. Every game matters, and every defensive snap matters. you you, you got to be able to stop people. You can't outscore people every single game, and that's what happened to Georgia Tech last year. They'd be in the game for about three quarters, but then when their defense got tired and just couldn't hold the other offense anymore, that's when it became a problem, and then the offense couldn't score either because you know the, the defense couldn't hold anyone. So it was, uh, it was quite, quite the problem for Georgia Tech last year. Hopefully they get it fixed this year, though. I know we ran out of, we're running out of time here. The big one tonight, Georgia Clemson. You got two Heisman candidates. I mean, it, it's going to be an exciting game tonight, and it, it's definitely going to be high scoring, I think. Oh, yeah, it's got to be high scoring. You have so many offensive weapons. Aaron Murray, Taj Boyd, all the running backs there at Georgia. Sammy Watkins is a wide receiver for Clemson. He'll line up in a, diff- a bunch of different spots, I think, running back. Maybe even throw a pass from, from a motion or something like that. We'll see what happens. I think it's going to be a very high scoring game. But also, at the, at the same time, the defenses have been hearing about these offensives so much lately. They're going to come out with a chip on their shoulder. They're going to come out with something to prove. So don't be surprised if we see maybe two or three big defensive plays tonight. Yeah, like you said, Clemson has to replace, you know, Clemson has the uh, Taj Boyd and, and Watkins. They're going to have to replace their running back uh, uh, field. They're going to do it by a stable of running back. So we're running out of time here. Once again, hour number one is done. PJ, always a good job. We'll get into hour number two. Thank you, Carl. Yeah, Carl, hour number two coming up, and we got a couple good guests. Why don't you tell them about them? Well, we got we only got about ten seconds here, so we got two guest lines up: Mylon Richards from live from Clemson, and Stephen Weeks talking about local golf and Georgia football. Stay tuned; you'll listen. To, whoops, slow down, Coach. Stay tuned; you're listening to the Call Demasi Sports Report right here on ESPN Radio, one hundred four point three FM and AM fourteen hundred. We'll be right back after intermission, so stay tuned. We'll be talking some bulldog football. Sports Report, sponsored by Optum Orthopedics on ESPN Radio, Savannah Hilton Head, AM 1400, and FM 104.3. This is the Carl DeMasi Sports Report. Excited to be back here again to talk about local sports. That's what the show's about, local sports. Sponsored by Optum Orthopedics. We want to hear about your favorite local athlete, your favorite local team, your favorite local high school, middle school, Pop Warner football team, YMCA basketball team, City League. That's what it's all about. Let's talk about it. Let's let people know about it. ESPN Radio, Savannah Hilton Head, AM 1400 and FM 104.3.
Good morning, Savannah and the Low Country. Welcome to hour number two of the Call of the Massey Sports Report, brought to you by Optimal Orthopedics right here on ESPN Radio Savannah Hillhead, AM 1400, 104.3 FM. And remember, Optimal Orthopedics is doctor-led and patient-focused. Well, we're into hour number two. Game number two has just started. We play two games here every Saturday morning from 9 to 10 and 10 to 11. I'm glad you could join me. I'm Call of the Massey, having a lot of fun. It's 79 degrees outside, going up to 90. Uh, get out out there do something athletically play a sport go play tennis golf get to the beach it's beautiful but we know tonight's got a lot of flavor to it because there's a lot of football on tv and uh, some of us are going to the big football games georgia southern taking on savannah state up there in statesboro uh down and out in south carolina death valley georgia taking on clemson up in atlanta you got tech taking on elon so there's a lot of football going on so it's football season here in the south and we know football is king here in the south part of the United States. And as I do every week or every segment, let's go to the the scoreboard. Got to start with the Major League Baseball team. The Atlanta Braves, five straight. They won last night 2-1. Julio Terran beats the other top rookie or top young pitcher in Major League Baseball, Jose Fernandez, 2-1. That's the fifth straight for the Braves. They take on the Marlins tonight at 7-10 up there in ATL Atlanta. Savannah Sandnats, our only professional baseball team, our professional team here in Savannah, Georgia. They took a doubleheader from the Greenville Drive, 5-4-5-2. They'll do that again tonight. Play another doubleheader starting at 5 5 uh, The gates open at 4-30. Uh, San Nats are already in the playoffs, which starts at the end of this month. you got to be excited about it. We're going to have playoff baseball here in Savannah, Georgia. San Nats won the first half, uh, won the first half season championship. Uh, they're not doing too bad in the second half. I know they're about I think they're uh, I think they're 32-33. and 33. They're one game under 500, but you know, in minor league baseball, players are going here. Players are going there. If you had a great first half, you're going to move up. And that's the objective of minor league baseball, to keep on moving to get to the show, the big leagues. Got to send out a big congratulations to uh, two Sandnats who are announced to play in the annual All-Star game uh, at the end of the season, uh, one is playing, one's coaching, uh, pitcher Gabriel Yano. I mean, unbelievable. 14 and 4 on the year. Great pitcher. Frank Viola, his pitching coach, will be a coach. So we got Gabriel Yano and Frank Viola going to the Sally League All Star game or being named to the All Star uh, team. Thursday. Don't forget, uh, we got PGA going on. We got the PGA tournament going on. We'll talk to Stephen Weeks in the third quarter. He'll tell us about the Deutsche Bank Championship, which is going on right now in Boston, Mass. Brian Harmon is two over. We had some other uh, winners in local golf tournaments that Stephen's going to tell us about. Stephen is the Savannah Morning News uh, beat or the golf sports reporter, and he also has a big ties into Georgia football, so we get his take on the game tonight. I'm excited about that. That's in the uh, third quarter of this uh, hour. Don't forget Mylon Richards in the next quarter. The next segment is going to be live from Clemson. Tell us about the Clemson, Georgia pregame stuff that he'll be doing as one of the top recruits for the Clemson Tigers. He's there now. He's getting ready for pregame. ESPN pregame will be there in Death Valley, so he's going to be part of that. That's going to be exciting. So we'll have a live report from this week's Weatherington Chiropractic Clinic after the week. Mylon Richards, I'm excited about that one. Mylon's a great kid. Calvary's off to a slow start, but you know Mylon's still a big part of that football program over there and uh, another Cavalier are going to Division One to a Division One football program. All right, high school football scores. Thursday night, Richmond Hill all over Johnson, 29-7. Nick Fitzgerald, quarterback Nick Fitzgerald, rushes for 101 yards with two touchdowns. Bryan County, the shocker of the year so far, beats Calvary Day School 40-29. to Bryan County hasn't beat Calvary in five years. Well, Nick Scott, running back, four-year starter for the Bryan County uh, 
Redskins runs for 130 yards on 20 carries and two, TD, two TDs. St. Andrews still has not won a game. Um, Doug Dixon looking for his first win. Bullock Academy all over the Lions, 45-0. Last night, the high school football game of the week right here on ESPN Ready, fueled by Enmark. PC playing at Savannah State. Their home field takes on FEN County, beats them 41-7. Stevie Powers had a good night, 7-for-9 passing, 166 yards, three touchdown passes. Two of them going to his favorite target, Brad Stewart, three catches, 68 yards, two touchdowns, and Mikey Huggins catching the other one. Running back Chance Jackson, 10 rushes, 93 yards, had a big one in the fourth quarter, 41 yards for a touchdown to ice the game. Jenkins all over beach, 62-0. Brandon Carter, quarterback Brandon Carter, made it look easy. Um, he accounted for 235 total yards out of their 146 total yards for the Warriors, okay? Eight different players found the end zone for the Warriors last night. Tim Jordan opens up his first game as head football coach. Greater Atlantic Christian comes in and beats the Blue Jackets 41-6. Greater Atlantic Christian is one of the top teams in the area, in the state, in football. So Savannah taking on a, a very, very good opponent, but, you know, Tim Jordan's first game. Uh, Groves traveled up to Screven County, lost 34-8. South Effingham beats the Bluffton Bobcats. South Effingham, you know, last year had a great run in, in the 4A playoffs, and they're for real. Donnie Revel has built a program up there at South Effingham, and they're for real. When you come back and beat a Bobcat team, I know everybody will say, well, you know, Bluffton graduated 20 seniors. They're still a very good program. Good job. Go uh, to the FEM, uh, South Effingham uh, Mustangs. Country Day travels out to Truland and loses 35 to 3. Bethesda plays home at Calvary Day Schools and beats First Presbyterian Christian 48 to 21. Shaheen Townsend scores three touchdowns on runs of 12, 35, and 41. Memorial Day School takes on Mount DeSales and Macon, has a tire blowout, sits outside for an hour and a half on the uh, highway, waiting for someone to get another bus to come take them. But they win 14 12 with a goal line stand, one second left in the game. Blue Thunder, once again, perennial state playoff team in that Georgia Independent Schools Association. Good job, Blue Thunder. Bible Baptist, Thomas Haywood. This is not, this is not a basketball score. Bible Baptist 88, Thomas Haywood 47. Both teams played in the state championships in Skeezer. That's the South Carolina Independent Schools Association. Uh, and uh, Bible Baptist uh, won their uh, championship. Thomas Hayward lost to Hilton Head Christian. But I'm telling you, I'd like to see the box score. I want to know who scored all these points and all these touchdowns. I couldn't find one. They was too big to put in the newspaper. But I'm telling you, 88 points. Bible Baptist now has scored, over, score, has scored 148 points in two games. You got to say that's some offense over there. I got to go over there and check that out. I might learn something. Hilton Head. High School beats Well Branch 52-14. Wando beats Buford. Uh, sorry, I take that back. Buford beats Wando 17-14. Estelle beats Battery Creek 22-20. And Hilton Head Prep beats Carlton Prep 28-7. So that's the high school scoreboard. Uh, I mean, a lot of going on here in Savannah, Georgia. A lot of football going on. Don't forget here tonight, or if you're in the car, you're, you're traveling to wherever you're going, Georgia Clemson doesn't start till 8 o'clock. We have Alabama football taking on Virginia Tech right here on ESPN, Savannah Hill, ESPN Radio, Savannah Hill Head, AM 1400, 104.3 FM. I'm getting excited about it. Alabama picked to win the whole thing again, taking on Virginia Tech. But Alabama's problem, I think, this year is going to be their line. So let's see what happens with their line tonight, their offensive line. Virginia Tech has some studs on defense, on the defensive line. That kicks off at 515. Then LSU takes on TCU at 9 o'clock. And don't forget, 
every Sunday night right here. We have the Sunday night baseball first pitches at 8 p.m. Uh, so we're all excited. we got a great lineup coming up. We're going to talk to Mylon Richards from Calvary Day School. Uh, he also has been honored to play in an all-star game at the end of the season, and that's the Semper Fi All-American Bowl, which is one of the three All-Star games that features many of the nation's top high school players. The game will be played on Sunday, January 5th, 2014 at the StubHub Center in Carson, California. Not too bad. Kids going to California. Uh, remember, Mylon is an all-state tight end at Calvary Day School. Is already verbally committed to play for the Tigers of Clemson. And, uh, you know, he is one of 90 student-athletes in the country picked for the All-American Bowl. Calvary will host uh, a jersey presentation in October that he's going to wear in that game. And we're going to talk to him live in the next segment uh, from... The University of Clemson, Death Valley, he's there for game day. All the recruits at Clemson are there. And, you know, of course, you know, we know the story. Georgia, his uncle, uh, Herschel Walker, great running back at Georgia. His mom is Herschel's sister. I'm excited about it. Great kid, great family. Bill Richards, known throughout, the, you know, Savannah. So uh, I'm looking forward to this. Remember, this cannot happen without 26 of the finest, best-trained orthopedic surgeons sponsoring my show, and that's Optum Orthopedics. They have a full-service outpatient surgery center, digital MRI, x-ray services, physical therapy, hand therapy in one convenient location. Optum Orthopedics is your best choice for comprehensive orthopedic care, and remember, they support our local athletes and our local sports. The center is located at 210 East Rand Avenue right here in beautiful Savannah, Georgia, or you can visit them on the World Wide Web at www.orthocentersav.com. Also, www.optumhealth.com. Next up, we'll be talking a little Cavalier football with Mylon Richards, Clemson-bound tight end, live from Clemson. You're listening to the Call of Demasi Sports Report, brought to you by Optum Orthopedics, right here on ESPN Radio Savannah and Hilton Head. AM 1400, 104.3 FM. I know, my voice is hoarse from last night, from doing the play-by-play, -play, but you know what? It's local football. What more do you want? We'll be right back. And now, back to the Carl DeMossi Sports Report, sponsored by Optum Orthopedics on ESPN Radio, Savannah Hilton Head, AM 1400, and FM 104.3. <laughs> Today's show is brought to you by Optum Orthopedics right here on ESPN Radio Savannah and Hilton Head AM 1400 at 104.3 FM. Hey sports fans, this is Carl Demasi. First four minutes of this segment do not record, but we do have the rest of the recording of Mylon Richards, Cali Day School football star live at Clemson University. The fourth stand and kickoff, I think, is at like 8, 8.15 or 8.20. Now, do, you, do you get prime seats? Do you get right there on the 50-yard line or you have to sit up there in the nosebleeds? Where are you going to be sitting? Uh, they have a section blocked off for recruits, so it's not at the very top, and it's kind of it's kind of in the middle. So um, recruits have have some pretty decent seats. Well, you know, th this has been a process for you, and uh, let's just refresh everybody's memory. When did you start playing football? I mean, how long ago? Did you start in second grade? Did you start five years ago? When did you start playing football? Uh, when I was about eight years old with the Savannah Dogs. And, and what, what was it like playing for the Savannah Dogs? Because we know there's a lot of kids that go from the Dogs to BC. What was it like playing with those guys back then? Um, it was fun, you know. We still still play against them. We usually scrimmage BC at the beginning of, of the season. So um, it's fun going back and forth with those guys. I still talk to them a little bit. But um, we're both competitors, so when we get on the field, it's, it's all business. 
It, it's all, let's go after it, let's get down, and let's do what we got to do. Now, you play tight end on offense, or in Calvary's option now, in offense now, they got you spread out a little. You play defensive end on uh, on defense. What, what do you like most about the game football? What, I mean, what, what makes you want to play this game so bad? Um, the brotherhood. I mean, it's it's really it's really truly a brotherhood. I mean, you're going into battle against another team, and you know, eleven against eleven, and so it's, it's your squad against theirs, and everybody's got to be on the same page, or our, our something's not going to go right. So, just being able to trust in the guy next to you and the passion for the game. I mean, there's nothing there's nothing like the lights on Friday and everybody everybody looking at you. What do you What do you think is going to be the difference between the lights on Friday and the lights on Saturday? <laughs> Um, I definitely think the lights on Saturday are a little bit bigger than the ones on Friday. Yeah, I mean, you're, you're talking about thousands of people. There are probably going to be like 90,000 people at that game today, and uh, it's going to be an exciting night. I mean, you got two two guys that are going to be uh, Heisman Trophy hopefuls. They're they're in the thick of the race. Uh, but, Lau, as far as you go, what do you think your best football skill is? Catching the ball, blocking, the, blocking for a runner, or uh, coming off the edge and trying to get a running back or a quarterback? Um, I definitely think stretching the field. And being able to um, being able to catch the ball and stretch the defense and open up things underneath our backs and, and cross the routes and things like that. Being able to stretch the field vertically, I feel like I do that very well. Now, former Cavalier did the same thing uh, when he was making his heyday there, making his name at Calvary Day School, Demarcus Dobbs. He played tight end. He played linebacker. Have you had any conversations with Demarcus about this whole experience? Um, I haven't. I haven't really talked to Demarcus that much, but Coach Stroud um, helps me a lot. I remember when I was when I was uncommitted, I, I used to talk to him every day, and we'd you know kind of sit down and, and have a little five or ten minute talk and just kind of catch up about things that would happen and um, make sure we were all on the same page. Well, Coach Coach Stroud is is a remarkable guy, and I'm glad he got to uh, give some of his traits off to you, and uh, you know. But let's talk about the athletic tricks before we get into the personal uh, relationship right there with you, Coach. What routine did he put you through? Or did you have your own routine? What routine did, that did you go through to make yourself a better football player to get this national recognition and be uh, you know, recruited by the top schools here in the United States? Um, it's a lot of work. I mean, a lot of work during the summer going to, going to college, college camps and going to um, Nike camps and things like that all over the southeast just trying to get recognized. Well, I just heard you say go into camps. Now, if you had to tell a young player who has aspirations of making it to the next level like you're going to do, what would you tell them? What would be the first thing would you tell them? Would you tell them to go to camps or would you tell them to send out film? What was the key for you to get recognized? Um, a little bit of both. I mean, you gotta you got to work a lot during the summer and then you got to go to camps and just kind of show, show what you worked on. So I, the, the biggest advice I would give is don't go to camps until you're fully prepared because if you go to a camp and you're not prepared and you don't perform well, then you're not going to help yourself at all. So the big thing is just be well prepared before you go out and um, try to show yourself on a national scale. And it's always great being prepared. Now, 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 you guys are off to an zero and two start, and uh, I'm, I'm just going to ask you: uh, you still got the rest of the season to go. What, what are what are the Cavaliers going to rally around? What's the ra- rallying point now that you've gone down zero and two, uh, and you know you played two good teams? What, what what do you guys do for next week? Uh, we're, we're off this coming up Friday, so we'll have a bye week, and um, we're going to be okay. I mean, we're going to go to work Monday, and um, like I said, get through this bye week, and we're we're going to fix it. I mean, everybody. Thanks, that we're down this year. We'll be okay. We're going to come back, and we'll, we'll be all right. 
No, you got a lot of key new people in key positions, and like you said, you know, you still got to go through your region schedules. So don't count don't count the Cavaliers out yet. And I, I'm a believer in you guys. I really believe that. Now, as far as extracurricular activities, you play football. What are the other sports you do there besides uh, football? Um, basketball. I might run track this year. Now, as far as basketball goes, is Coach Shell going to work with you when you go out there and play in that bowl in California? <laughs> I don't know yet. I, well, I haven't talked to him about it, but I'm sure he'll be okay with it. I mean, because you're a big force down low there for the Cavaliers on the, on the hardwood, so it's exciting uh, exciting to watch you play uh, basketball also. Now, if you could take one thing or take something away from your experience at Calvary Day School, what would that be, Mylon? One thing to take away. Um, just a family-based atmosphere. I feel like I feel like everybody there is is 100% for everybody. I mean, all the teachers they're they're always willing to help you with anything. I mean, whether it's school related, personal related, um, religious related. I mean, whatever whatever you need, I feel like everybody's there for you. So it's a really family connected school. And I know you wanted to talk about Coach Stroud. What has Coach Stroud meant to you over the last four years? Coach Stroud's been a lot. I mean, like I said, we we're, I'm probably around him. And our coaching staff, just as much as I'm around my parents. So I mean, he's he's played a key part in um, the recruitment. And like I said, we've kind of we've always been on the same page as far as what we wanted to do recruiting wise. And he's also helped us all through our um, religious walk. I mean, he he talks about God and the Lord every day. So that's that's been huge too. Just hearing that word constantly. Well, Mylon, it sounds like you're gonna you're gonna have a fun day today up there in, in Clemson with your mom and dad, and enjoy it. And congratulations on all the uh, awards and making the decision to go to Clemson. We'll be following you, and I know I know you'll be happy to hear this. As always, go Cavaliers and hang in there. You guys will be you you guys will be just fine. Thank you, I appreciate it. Have fun, Mylon. Thanks for coming on. All right, go Tigers. <laughs> go Tigers. There you go. Mylon Richards' pick for tonight's game. He's going Clemson Tigers. Well, he has to. He's, he's a recruit. That was Mylon Richards. Like I said, he was just chosen to play in the, Cyper, the Semper Fi All-American Bowl. One of the top players in the country that go to There's three top high school games. And uh, got to be proud that he's from Savannah. Great kid, great family, and he's going to do a lot of good things. Well... This was sponsored by the Weatherington Chiropractic Clinic. So if your back hurts, another body part hurts all the time, it makes you mad, the pain drives you crazy, you just want to pick something and throw, pick something up and throw it across the room, if you can. Well, at the Weatherington Chiropractic Clinic, you get complete chiropractic care, pain relief to help you move better, have a less painful life, and, of course, achieve a healthier life. So visit Dr. Bart Weatherington at the Weatherington Chiropractic Clinic located at the corner of 7th, 70th Avenue and Waters Avenue right here in Savannah, Georgia. Next up, we'll be talking a little golf. We're going to switch gears here. We're going to go to the links instead of to the gridiron. You will be talking to sports columnist Stephen Elmo Weeks. You're listening to the Call of the Massey Sports Report brought to you by Optum Orthopedics right here on ESPN. ESPN Radio, Savannah Hilton Head, AM 1400. We'll be right back. Talking a little golf, so stay tuned. And now, back to the Carl DeMossi Sports Report, sponsored by Optum Orthopedics on ESPN Radio, Savannah Hilton Head, AM 1400, and FM 104.3. 
And I'm Carl Damasi. Today's show is brought to you by Optimal Orthopedics right here on ESPN Radio Savannah and Hilton Head, AM 1400 and 104.3 FM. Well, we haven't touched on golf in a while, and this man knows more about the golf scene than I do. He writes a column for the Savannah Morning News every other week or every week, and he's always on top of what's happening on the links. And I was pretty shocked last, last week when they uh, canceled the city amateur, but we know that was because of rain, but he could tell us more about that. So joining us now on the ESPN Radio Savannah and Hilton Head, AM 1400, 104.3 FM hotline is the Savannah Morning News sports columnist, golf columnist. You can cover anything they want him to cover, and he does a great job, great read every time, and that's Stephen Weeks. Good morning, Stephen. Good morning, Carl. How are you? Hey, it's, it, it's football Saturday. I'm getting ready for the big game tonight, 8 o'clock, like I know you are. Oh, we'll, get that. This is, uh, we'll get to that in a couple I minutes. Every year, every year, Carl. It's the best time of the year, but uh, I, I've missed out on a lot of the golf stuff, trying to keep up with all the football stuff that's going on. And uh, we know we have uh, a good article today written by you, Hall wins Georgia Senior Am without, with record-setting effort. So catch us up on the golf scene. The City Amateur was canceled. What's going on? Well, I tell you, Carl, the City Amateur uh, was canceled. Uh, it was postponed until November. Um, at least that's what we're hearing. I, I, I'd be I'd be shocked if they play the city amateur this year, Carl. I, I think that uh, I think that Bacon Park, as we know it, is is a thing of the past. You know, the current manage, management team out there, headed by Bob Elmore, their contract is uh, is up on December thirty first. The city just released a request for proposal for new management um, earlier this week, and. You know, they're looking for about $3 million, maybe a little bit more than $3 million worth of capital improvements. And between you and me, Carl, I don't know that anybody's going to put that kind of money into Bacon Park. So it, if you love Bacon Park, you may want to go play it here next few months because I don't know how much longer it's going to be around. But why doesn't why doesn't the city uh, you know buy into this? Just like you know, I'm I'm not, I'm not bath bath mounting the city. Just like the civic center, we're supposed to get a refurbished civic center, a new civic center. Uh, we're supposed to help the Sand Nats with a new stadium. I mean, th these venues bring people in. Why, why doesn't the city step up and help, help something out over there? Well, specific to Bacon Park, Carl, uh, that facility is not supposed to be supported by the city. It is a uh, it is set up as a self sustaining entity. In other words. It's supposed to be owned by the city, leased out by the city, but but not necessarily financially supported by the city. So in this case, the city has really no financial obligation uh, to commit more money uh, to Bacon Park. The other thing I would say, though, Carl, is we just came out of one of the worst economic uh, times in recent memory, certainly in my lifetime. And I don't know if it would be a good idea right now for the city to commit funds to things that aren't vital or critical. You know, I think they would get a lot of criticism, and I'm not sure that's the best place to put the money. The problem with Bacon Park is it is a question of too many golf holes. That never needed to be a 27-hole golf facility. It should always have been 18 holes. Uh, when they expanded it to 27, the upkeep just became untenable. You can't do it. You know, they're only doing probably 20,000 rounds a year out there, and the 21, you know, it's somewhere between 20 and 25 dollars a round. You just can't support, uh, you can't support 27 holes with that much money. Right, so the economics are playing a big issue right here with that golf course. Oh, I, mean, I hate to see I hate to see it go because that's the easiest one to get out there and play. I mean, it's very tough to get out there to play on those other courses. And I've always played more Bacon Park than anywhere else. It's just a shame that, you know, we well, can't keep it going. Carl, I'll say this. That's just a hunch. That's my hunch. I, I, that's not based on anything I've heard, nor have I been told that. I right. just have a hunch 
that it's going to be very difficult to get anybody to commit, you know, 2.5 to $3 million to renovating the golf course. They need to redo literally all the greens. Now, in the, in the request for proposal, the city has stated that it would be amenable or it would be willing to listen to a proposal to return the facility to an 18-hole golf course. In that case, you might be able to get somebody interested because you can maintain an 18-hole golf course for less money. There's less money to put in in terms of renovating greens, uh, bunkers, you know, those types of things. So, you know, if they could return it back to 18 holes, you might see Bacon Park again. It might just look a little bit different, or in some cases, it might look it might look the way you're used to it to look. And if you played there before about 1985, right. Well, let's let's keep our fingers crossed. Well, let's get on to the uh, other areas of what's going on in the golf scene. I mean, Jack Hall from Sea Island wins uh, the Georgia Senior Amateur Championship yesterday. Uh, Doug Hansel is second, even though he's 12 strokes behind. And Jack Hall must have had an unbelievable rounds. Well, you know, Jack, Jack has always been one of the best players in this area. For he, he moved here in 1995, and the minute he moved in, he was he was one of the better players to ever play uh, in the Savannah or the Coastal Empire. He uh, he played professionally for a while after playing at the University of Georgia. He played at Georgia in the late 80s and played professionally for a couple of years. You know, he's just one of those guys that as he's gotten older, he doesn't try to overpower golf courses anymore. He he plays a very strategic golf game, and, and, but he still hits the ball a good long way. In fact, this week he told me he would have been more comfortable playing from the tips at Deer Creek on the landing rather than from the up tees. He said that actually caused him some, some problems early in uh, early in his first round. But, you know, obviously he overcame that because he, he set a tournament scoring record at 1,400 par, blew the field away, blew his, blew his friend and, and, uh, and, and, and rival Doug Hansel away. And, you know, it just really reinforced himself as one of Georgia's best golfers. I'll tell you, he's in the running for Georgia Player of the Year because he and Danny Nelson, also from Savannah, won the Georgia Four Ball Championship in the spring. Of course, uh, Jack also won the the, uh, the Oglethorpe Invitational at the Wilmington Island Club in July. So he's got three wins, and uh, he blew the field away. He's got a good chance of being the Georgia, the, you know, the state's Player of the Year this year. Well, you know, I, you hear that name all the time. I've had him on the radio. Sounds like a really good guy, neat guy. So sounds like he's had a phenomenal season. And, uh, you know, we got to go over there to the PGA. Brian Harmon uh, in the uh, Players' Championship there. Uh, you think he's going to make that cut? Because I know right now if he doesn't make even uh, even par here, he's not going to make, uh, it, make it in this tournament. Does, does that mean he's out? I don't know. You know, I think I think Brian has had, it, you know, a little bit of a disappointing year, Carl. I don't know that uh, I don't know that he performed the way we expected him to, nor did he perform the way he thought he would. I don't see him moving past this week. Um, I'm not. I haven't checked the leaderboard this morning. I don't know where he is, but he has not played well, uh, with the exception of a couple weeks ago to get into the playoffs. He has not played well for a while, and I just don't see him moving on to next week. And I certainly don't see him in Atlanta for the Tour Championship. He's he just hasn't had the kind of year that you need to have to to uh, to play with the big boys uh, consistently. How about the other guy we've been following, Gene Sowers? I mean, he's been writing the thick of things. He's always in the top 20. How about how about Gene? Gene's, you know, Gene's one of the better players on the Champions Tour right now. He's been consistent. He's narrowly missed winning a couple of times. You know, and I, I think it's only a matter of time until Gene wins. I, I, I thoroughly expected that Gene would win uh, this year, and he had a couple, three chances to, to do that, Carl. He just couldn't quite pull the trigger or, or get it done on uh, in, in the final round, but he certainly is 
you know, near the top of the money list after some very high finishes. He's got you know, five, six you know, top ten finishes. So he's one of the better players out there right now in terms of ball striking. Make a few more putts and he'll probably get his first win. Yeah, well, he's been in a thick thing. It's been fun watching him on the leaderboard. Uh, that PGA Tour website has the leaderboard. And uh, following these guys has been a lot of fun all season long. And I just wish Brian yeah. uh, could have broke through. But, you know, I guess maybe next year. Yeah, he's always good next year. Hey, Carl, let's turn the page a little bit and talk about my favorite subject, the Georgia Bulldogs. <laughs> Go right ahead. That's what I've been waiting for. Yeah, man. We've uh, we got a big one tonight, Carl. Uh, we're you know, going up to Death Valley to play Clemson. And I'll tell you, the one thing I'd like to say to Georgia fans listening is don't buy all this hype about Georgia's defense not being any good. You know, I'll be honest with you, Carl. Our defense wasn't that good last year. And we had you know six, seven, eight guys uh, go on to the NFL. I don't see how we're going to be worse than last year. I think if you know, I, I think there's a chance that this defense could end up in a crazy way being better than the defense was last year with all those superstars. I mean, I, I've been saying that all along. I feel exactly like you do. Everybody's been saying Georgia's defense no good. Georgia's defense no good. But last year, you know, they, they were you know they were average, and now you got a lot of you know a lot of guys coming that, that are going to step in and are hungry. I mean, I think their defense is going to be a lot better than people think. I know we're going to be very very. Uh, I'm saying we now. I'm a big Georgia Bulldog fan now too. I know offensively we're going to be uh, we got a lot of firepower. Well, I don't. What I would say is that. You know, anytime, anytime you think you know what Georgia's going to do, just think again. You can't ever predict the dogs. They, uh, they're always going to surprise you in a good way and in a bad way sometimes. So if we think the offense is going to be great, the defense is going to stink, the offense will probably stink and the defense will be great. All right, here's your two-minute drill now. Uh, give us three things that you think the Bulldogs have to do on offense to win this game. I would say this. The most important thing we have to do in offense is run the football. Stay committed to the run. Keep Clemson's uh, offense off the field because they are very good. Secondly, protect the football. We can't have turnovers, especially in our own uh, in our own territory. Can't give them easy points. They score enough without us helping them. And the third thing I would say is we need to maybe match them on a big play. In other words, if they hit a bomb, we need to hit a long run or a, or a, or a big play too. Just to match the energy levels. Don't let that crowd get uh, you know get so excited that it, it gets into a frenzy like that thing we saw in Columbia last year. Well, I just hope Mike Bobo will take your advice and run the football and not rely on uh, Mr. Murray throwing a ball a lot. Three things on defense the dogs got to do to shut down those Tigers and Taj Boyd. Well, you know, on defense, I think uh, there's an unsung hero out there named Leonard Floyd. I, I think Leonard needs to play well. We've heard he's an athletic freak, and he's, he's in the backfield and practice all the time. I think I think he could be a guy that steps up and makes a play. So let's look for a big play or two out of Leonard Floyd. I think we need to get pressure on Taj Boyd. He throws it quickly. He throws it accurately. But if you hit him, nobody likes getting hit, Carl. You know that from your coaching days. And if you hit him <laughs> yes. a few times, even if it's, you know, even if you even if you take a penalty on a little bit of a late hit, just to just to rough him up a little bit, shake him up, I think that's important. And then three, we got to turn them over. We got to find a way to make Ellington fumble. He's he's prone to do that. Boyd does not throw a lot of picks. I don't know if you're going to pick him off, especially with our secondary. I think if we can if we can force them if we can force them to make a couple turnovers. You know, I think we're, we'll be in good shape. And, and the more we can do to put pressure on Boyd and protect our very inexperienced secondary, I think it's going to help us out. Well, once again, Stephen Weeks, uh, sports columnist in the local paper, Savannah Morning News, writes about anything, uh, covers a lot of the golf, but he will write about football and everything else. Once again, Stephen, thanks for your insight. I'm looking forward to tonight. And my prediction is Georgia 41, Clemson 34. What's yours? 
Um, I don't ever make predictions on Georgia football, Carl, but I'll say this. <laughs> Go dogs. You got it, Stephen. Thanks. Have a great day. All right, man. Take care. Once again, Stephen Weeks, sports columnist known as Elmo Weeks in the local newspaper, does a great job, great read every Sunday. Just check him out. Uh, has a lot of insight on all sports. And once again, he's a big dog fan. He's not going to make a prediction, but I just did. Coming up, we'll wrap the show up. Remember, this cannot happen without my sponsors. Russell Sporting Goods and Trophies. You're a coach, you're a parent, you're a local organization. You need trophies. You need sports equipment. You want to reward your players. You want to go out and buy your kid a new baseball glove, baseball bat. Well, you can find all your sporting goods and trophy needs at Russell Sporting Goods and Trophies, located at 5 Oglethorpe. Mall Annex, right behind the Old Thought Mall, right here in Savannah, Georgia, or to make it a little more simpler, right behind Sears. Russell Sporting Goods and Trophies is a Savannah family-owned business, has been his business for over 40 years. So stop by and get some great help from Russell, Rusty, Mike, and Jen at Russell's Sporting Goods and Trophies, and they will help you with all your sporting goods and trophy needs. We're up against the clock. Stay tuned. We'll have a short closing segment. You're listening to the Call of the Monster Sports Report, brought to you by Optum Orthopedics, right here on ESPN Radio Savannah and Hilton Head, AM 14 and 104.3 FM. And now, back to the Carl DeMasi Sports Report, sponsored by Optum Orthopedics on ESPN Radio, Savannah Hilton Head, AM 1400 and FM 104.3. And I'm Carl DeMasi. I'm glad you could join me. Today's show is brought to you by Optum Orthopedics. Remember, they're doctor-led and patient-focused right here on ESPN Radio, Savannah, Hilton Head, AM 1400 and 104.3 FM. Got to thank my guests. Got to thank Memorial Day head football coach Michael Thompson for joining us at 9.15 this morning, telling us about his 14-12 win over Mount Day Sales. Then Danny Britt was on at 9.30, thanking him, talking about his team's victory over FEM County 41-7 last night. Then Mylon Richards. Calvary Day football players, uh, Clemson Tigers signee up there at Death Valley. He's up there for the recruits for the big game tonight at 8 o'clock, Georgia against uh, Clemson. And, of course, the sports columnist from the Savannah Morning News, Stephen Elmo Weeks, for giving us his insight on the local golf scene, Bacon Park, Jack Hall, and, of course, his favorite team, the Georgia Bulldogs. And that brings me to my talk about the Georgia Bulldogs. First of all, remember, we got Savannah State taking on Georgia Southern in Paulson Stadium on the campus of Georgia Southern in Statesboro at 6 o'clock tonight. The Eagles against the Tigers. Then we got Elon taking on um, Georgia Tech today. And that game kicks off at 12 noon. Georgia Tech. Jack- the Georgia Tech Yellow Jackets taking on Elon. Should be an easy game for the Yellow Jackets. New quarterback is going to be exciting to see. Now, PJ, we're going to talk a little about tonight's game, Clemson against Georgia. I feel Clemson, Clemson has the potential to be one of the top offenses in the 2013, just like the Georgia Bulldog. Taj Boyd, I mean, unbelievable quarterback. Aaron Money, un- Aaron Murray, unbelievable quarterback. We're going for the Heisman Trophy here. It's just going to be a lights-out slugfest tonight up there in Death Valley. And I'm just, I just can't wait to see what's going to happen. Oh, yeah, me neither. I think Georgia has a great offense. Obviously, both these teams, you have to see what they do on defense. I think Georgia, a lot of people are actually their favorite to to win the BCS championship, aside from Alabama. I think Alabama and Georgia are two 
people's two favorites. Clemson is actually my sleeper pick for, for the BCS championship game. They have a lot of potential on offense. we got to see how their defense does against Georgia and throughout the year in the ACC, but I really think Clemson can go far, and if I had to p- pick a sleeper pick to get in the BCS championship and contend with the SEC team, because I think an SEC team will be there, I think it's Clemson. I mean, Clemson, have, you know, I mean, it, they have a tough schedule. I mean, the ACC, the biggest, I think their biggest challenge is going to be uh, Florida State, but don't count Syracuse out. Syracuse was up and coming last year. And then they got to end in the month of November. They got Virginia, Georgia Tech, and South Carolina. They got to run the table. I don't know if they can run the table. I know they're very good. I don't know if Georgia Tech, I don't know if Clemson can run that table. Yeah, you mentioned Syracuse there. They opened the season with Penn State. You know I'm excited about that today. But also, yeah, like you said, Clemson does have a little bit of a difficult schedule. They play Georgia. They play South Carolina, Florida State, some great teams. A lot of people are saying, and analysts have said this, if if Clemson loses a game, they're out of the picture. In my eyes, if they lose to Georgia or if they lose to South Carolina, a great teams, I think with one loss, they could probably still make it to the BCS championship if other teams lose games as well. And we'll see how that plays out throughout the season. Obviously, they got to play Georgia tonight, and all their focus is on that. But honestly, I don't think they have to run the table per se. I think they could lose one game, but obviously, it's it's best to run the table, win the ACC championship, and try and make it in the BCS that way. Obviously, that that's your best route. Well, um, you know, we're, we're going to see what happens with the Clemson Tigers. I mean, uh, uh, Dabo Sweeney doing a great job up there in Clemson. Uh, you know, such a great, such a great atmosphere there at Memorial Stadium. Holds over eighty thousand people, so it's going to be electrifying. Uh, but let's go to the Bulldog side. I mean, everybody's questioning the Georgia defense, but I'm telling you right now, the Georgia offensive line better be controlled. Mr. Beasley over there for the Clemson Tigers. I mean, the guy had eight sacks last year. He, he's a hard-nosed rusher, and the linebacker core group is, uh, you know, is not a bad line. Linebacker group, so Clemson's going to have the workout on. Uh, sorry, Georgia's going to have their work cut out on offense too. It's not going to be an easy, easy night over there for the Bulldogs on offense. But I think where their where their strength is is you got a guy that can throw the ball and you got running backs. And I know we're going up against the clock here, so quickly give me a quick pick. You got about twenty seconds. I got Georgia in this game, forty-eight to forty-five. Field goal wow. to win the game, so I got Georgia. I have I have it forty one thirty four. I think the the, uh, the Bulldogs will score one more touchdown than the Tigers. Well, PJ, great job, been a great show. It always goes quick, buddy. Oh, definitely. You know how I, you know I had to pick it by a field goal because I'm a kicker. I love my kickers. <laughs> All right. Well, remember the hour, the two hours have flew by. PJ, great job. Keep in mind following the show. We have a lot of football on here on ESPN Radio Savannah. Remember every Saturday morning I'm here from nine until eleven. You're listening to the Call of the Master Sports Report brought to you by Optum Orthopedics. Once again, have a great weekend. And until next week, always, always have a great week. This has been the Carl DeMasi Sports Report, sponsored by Optum Orthopedics on ESPN Radio Savannah Hilton Head, AM 1400 and FM 104.3. (laughs) Ha, 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 ha.